gotta get my mic out. Dick's out for Harambe. Mike, Mike's out for Harambe. Mike's out for Thandre. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie the two towers, one funeral procession at a time. Oh God, I hope not. Oh, I'm no. Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today we're talking about Minute 85, which starts with Aragorn kneeling to Theoden and ends with Theodred's corpse being uh, passed off to be put in the tomb. Yeah, like being laid on the ground. Yep. We go from zero to sad real, real quick. <laughs> yeah. We, we really do. It It's not even, it's not even a full, like, 90 seconds from Theoden restored to, like, joy, anger, grief. Like, it's like 30 seconds between each transition. Mm. And there's some confusion thrown in there. Yep. So, this is the beginning of a scene that I definitely noticed was missing in the theatrical when we watched it. Uh, whenever we watched it months ago. It just ago. feels so important. Uh, and it does slow the movie down uh, in a movie that's already kind of slowish, but it, I don't know, I this scene has always impressed me. Um, I Next week we'll talk more about um, Eowyn, uh, but this, I, it feels important. Even though, like, it's for a character that didn't have any lines. Right, but the, the impact of this is so important to Eowyn and Theoden. Yeah. Like, going forward. Like, the, this this scene has a lot to tell you about them. Yeah. And their culture, too. Yeah. And it's a chance to show off how pretty this armor is <laughs> one last time. Yeah, this this armor that we've barely gotten to see, which has beautiful bracers attached to it mm-hmm. the uh the the work on the bracers on this set of armor that they knew they were only going to use for like two shots where a guy is laying still like it's so pretty the attention to detail and everything like i had never realized that the um what is it called the pall because they're pallbearers right oh they're spears yeah, yeah, yeah. The handles so the, of his leader. The, the thing that he's laying on is made of spears and shields. Yeah. Like, he he's... It's it's like a Viking funeral, right? Where you're, like, sent off on a boat and just lit on fire. Like, this is a warrior being buried. Well, this also... Um, with, like, warrior's honors. Yeah, which is kind of closer to the depiction of uh, how... Bormir is described being put away in the, in right. the book. With, with all the shields. All the shields the... and weapons of his enemies. Yeah. Which we don't really get that in the movie, but it's fine. I like I like Boromir's waterfall ride. Ugh, sad. <laughs> and like the... I mean, you got to compare the two like right, funeral right, scenes. Right, right, Yeah, I was... The, the, com- the comparison between the two... I mean, Boromir isn't from Rohan, but the cultures are similar enough that you can kind of 
Well, yeah, because funerary traditions would be so old that they must right. be descended from some aspect of Numenor. Right. So, so that's why there's kind of this similar bent to it. And But would, would Aragorn know the funeral customs of Gondor? Or would he... Because he was raised with elves. And among right, the but I mean, maybe in the movie, maybe not. But like in the book, you definitely get the impression that Aragorn is well-versed in the history of the people he's going to rule. Mm. Because he he's going to be king, and he wants to be king, and he knows it. Yeah. In the book. Right, but not movie Aragorn. But not movie Aragorn. Although, I imagine Elrond hammered all this history into him. But, yeah, no, I I really like this, this funeral procession. Like, you can get a sense of the, the grief of this nation for their, you know, well, prince. Right, now the king has no heir. Right. And... The only other male heir was banished. The only other male who might be an heir was banished by Wormtongue. Yeah. it's d- Why can't Eowyn be queen, dude? I mean, she totally could be. I mean, in this situation, she would be. Is it? Is it against um, Rohan's customs to have a, a female leader? Probably not. I mean, it might be as, like, you know, written by a an old white English dude. But, like... He lived to see Elizabeth Queen. Yeah. Like. That's true. What? I don't know. There have been great, like, warrior queens in his English culture. Yeah. Oh, no. It's, uh, is it the, um, who is it? It's one of them. Well, you you can't inherit, you don't inherit the throne through, I think it's you don't inherit the throne through the mother in England, or you didn't used to. You can only inherit through your father's line. But that wasn't true in France. Oh. That was like, I think that was the background of like a big war. Okay. Yeah. And Theoden is their mother's brother, right? Their mother's brother, not their father's brother. No, I think he's their father's brother. I thought we looked it up and he was, they're the, sis, they're the children of his sister. I don't remember now. Yeah. Was the son of Eomund a descendant of Eofer and of Theodwin, sister of Theoden King? Yeah. So if it's like the... The, like the classical inheritance things, then yeah, they wouldn't necessarily be eligible to be the heir. So did they not, did he not have a brother then? He must not have. Or if he did, his brother didn't have children. Hmm. Oh yeah, he, he's the only son of Thangle and became king after the death of his father in 2980. Interesting. Yeah, I guess because like the way that Eomer and Eowyn are named, they would be named after their father, right? right? There's also a note at the beginning of Theoden's entry on the one with you to rule them all that uh, he mostly spoke Sindarin and Westron and very did not speak Rohiric very often. So he knows Elvin. Hmm. Interesting. Don't be talking crap, Legolas. He's a modern king. Right. The 17th king of Rohan. That doesn't sound like very many kings. No, it doesn't. Seventeen. I mean, when they live to be, oh, when many of them live to be over a hundred, I'm sure. Yeah, that just seems like not as many as I was thinking. Well, I guess because like Rohan used to be a kingdom of Gondor, and then they broke off. Right after the fall of of Gondor, at its height, there became splinter kingdoms. Yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. Hmm. So in that case. If the line of succession, like, if they're, um, like, patrilineal. Right, but then if you have no choice, you have to pass it on to somebody else. Well, I was going to say, like, would it fall to, like, his cousin or something? Like, 
would you go to like his grandfather, like the previous king, and then look for heirs that yeah, way? Yeah, trace down through the male line. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's the way that that would be done, yeah. Huh. That's bogus. Right? You got two breathing humans right here. Well, not one. one perhaps British. someone more uh, perhaps someone more specifically well-versed in British history could give us some insight in there. But I think that's that would, how it works. No, that would make sense to me. Like, you would go... Because that's also how a war happened, right? Like, a war of succession. Yeah, there was... um. Oh, man. I'm trying to remember who it was. There's I can't so remember. many freaking wars. <laughs> one, I think it's one of the Jameses. I think it's one of the Jameses. Hmm. Would have been king through his mother's side. And then there was, like, a war fought... You're the history student, so... I'm trying to remember, but uh, I'm having a hard time. I think it's one of the Jameses, though. What was your, what was your, like, interest in, like, your, your, like, when, like, I'm, I'm an English major, but I'm mostly interested in, like, British literature. What was your, like, topic of whatever? Uh, I'm, I mean, I am really interested in medieval history, but a lot of it's fallen out of my head. Um. Uh, but I also have always been incredibly fascinated by... Uh, what is sometimes referred to as Near East history, which is the Mediterranean, which is the Mediterranean coast that touches, uh, like the Middle East. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that stuff I find very interesting. And I took, I, I took like three classes about that part of the world when I was a history student, mm. you know, about Assyria and Babylon and all that sort of stuff. Oh, okay. Which sometimes is grouped into Middle East studies and sometimes gets grouped into what's called the Near East. Cool. Is it like, near, like middle, the far? Persian Empire right, like the Persian Empire. I find I find a lot of that stuff like endlessly fascinating because the Romans cribbed a lot of stuff from the Persians. Yeah, they stole stuff from everybody. Right, and like they they cribbed a lot of stuff from the Persians, and then the thing that separated and then Rome is part of Roman history is often lumped into Near East history too because it's like the Eastern Mediterranean. Yeah, okay. that's like the part of the world that they interacted with the most. Like, my favorite history professor I ever had taught one of those classes. Nice. I've, like, literally never asked you that question before, so... <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I like... Curious. I like tracing the roots. I, I, I've always been interested in, like, the roots of civilization and, like, modern civilization, and a lot of it is traced back into that part of the world, so I find it, you know, yeah. quite honestly fascinating. Legit. I don't know. There's not, like, there's there's stuff happening in this minute, but there's mostly, it's mostly lead up to, like, next week. So yeah. So I kind of want to save some of it, but. When, uh, when Theoden turns around and says, where's Theoden, where's my son? Mm -hmm. That is a pickup shot. They didn't have that moment when they filmed the funeral scene. And they, they kind of realized they didn't have a connecting moment, like a segue moment, and they went back and filmed one. I think that makes this all the more poignant is like him realizing like, wait, where is yeah, my son? It would feel very jarring if you were to just jump from too much blood has been spilt on his account, quiet looks around funeral. Like yeah. that would feel yeah. kind of like, well, whose funeral is this? But like that sets up immediately what's going on. And it shows us that once his mind is like fully unclouded, the first thing Theoden thinks of is his son. Yeah. Well, Yeah. It's his only child. Right. But that, like, I, I think that's an important part of who Theoden is, mm -hmm. is just, like, it'd be very easy to write this character in, like, or, like, write a character like this and kind of delay that reaction even further. But it's, like, one of the first things Theoden remembers and does. He doesn't, he, he's trying to remember, like, what's been going on while he, his mind is clouded. Right. And he's just like, why isn't my son here? 
Because while he remembered a lot of, while he seemed to remember a lot of what, what Wormtongue had been doing to him, he's still foggy on the details. Right. But I don't understand why wouldn't his, like, why would it make sense or why would you say that it would be well, easier I feel like, to delay his reaction when it's... Well, I feel like you don't see, uh, like, a really empathetic or, like, a really caring father figure in media oh, a lot of the times. Toxic masculinity. Right. Like, I feel like you don't see, a, like, a really caring father figure in media a lot. So I think it would be easier for that reaction to, like, for, wait a little longer for that to happen in a narrative. like Or, like, is more common for it to wait longer for that reaction to happen. But when would it have? Right. This movie's already three hours long. I know. <laughs> or, like, to have someone tell him as opposed to him, like, realizing... I think yeah. that's also, like, something you would see more well, you've often. Well, because you've already had someone tell him, but he wasn't in a state of mind to comprehend what was happening. Right. Like, it makes sense to me that after the immediate, like, anger has been, like, this 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 anger that's been building and building over the course of, like, years is subsided. It makes sense for me to have him be, like... That have the presence of mind to be like, somebody is missing. Like, somebody important to me is missing. Where is my son? Right. But yeah, I'm, I'm just getting at it like it's, you know, the, the a really caring father figure is not necessarily, like, the first thing people go to in media. Well, that's why it's important to have women writing your scripts. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's very important to who Theoden is that he he does present himself as caring so much. And yeah, I think it's very important to, like, the narrative here, because Theoden yeah. is so torn apart, not just because he lost a son, but because his people won't have a ruler when he's gone. Right. Like, it makes sense to me that, like, his caring for his son extends to his people, because he is, like, aside from, like, wanting to straight-up murder Wormtongue... Theoden is a good king. He, he is a benevolent ruler, and it's it's... I think Aragorn, like yesterday I was playing Devil's Advocate, but I think Aragorn sees that about Theoden, or at least knows that about Theoden, mm. and, or like intuits that. So he's just like, hey, 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 <laughs> let's calm down. <laughs> yeah, because Theoden, you know, the only reason that Theoden goes to Helm's Deep is it, it saved the people of Rohan before, right. and without the, you know, couple thousand men that left with Amr. And honestly, like, it... The whole movie pushes Theoden to, like, take action, but the action that he takes in this context is completely justified because what else, how else do you react to losing something that's close to you? Like, you protect everything else. You, like, right. close yourself off. Like, Theoden has a, Theoden has a protective instinct. He doesn't have an aggressive instinct. Right. He's just so mad at Wormtongue. Right. Well, Yeah. Like, but, but Theoden's instinct is protective. You personally dicked me and my entire kingdom over, right. and I am going to straight up murder you. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, I think that that's important. We see so many different kinds of rulers across this movie. Like, Galadriel and Elrond are very passive. I don't, I don't think they're passive. They're, passive isn't the word I would use to describe Galadriel by any means. Um, they are aloof. Mm. And then... Like, because Elrond... Well, I mean... Denethor it, is uncaring. It depends on what your, your... your What category of... I don't know. It depends on, like, what 
we are describing these rulers as in like what context like well i mean the the elven peoples aren't roused to do anything they're not they're they're very inactive in this movie except for one thing except for one thing they're inactive they send like thousands of soldiers no they send they don't send thousands of soldiers. Dude, the, that is like... Galadriel sends like 200 elves dude, led by Haldir. that is more than 200. Uh, no. Haldir I don't think so. freaking dies. Yeah, Do he does. Do not besmirch his name. And then El- <laughs> Elrond shows up in the third movie. Okay, but like Elrond, Elrond and Galadriel are also protective people. Yeah. They're very isolationist. Like, the elves come first. Like, we don't want to get involved in this this men's stuff because also Elrond but like we don't want to get involved in this men's stuff because we're gonna leave anyway it's not our problem so why should we do anything about it I mean but the whole point is that ultimately it is their problem right no but it takes them I mean like it's through Aragorn right Aragorn's the one that's well maybe not Galadriel but definitely with Elrond like Elrond realizes that Aragorn is like needs help and is doing the right thing right I mean, Galadriel sends Haldir... Galadriel's got future sights, so... Right, like, Galadriel can see the future. She's on another level. Galadriel's just like, "Mm, my neighbor is about to be killed. Maybe I should do something about this. (laughs) Oh, man. Who's gonna be a buffer zone between me and Sar... Okay, yeah, okay. Let's send some stuff. Yeah, let's let's go deal with this so my neighbor's house doesn't get knocked down and I'm next. That's still out of self-protection, like, self-preservation. Right, see... It comes off as a little more selfish when you frame it that way compared to the way that Theoden goes about things. I mean, Theoden is also being selfish. But, like, they're all very, like, isolationist rulers coming to terms with the fact... It's like freaking Black Panther. <laughs> Spoilers for Black Panther, I guess. But his whole arc is learning to, like, not be an isolationist despot. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe we should help our neighbors. <laughs> Maybe we should help our neighbors, yeah. That's the whole point of the movie. Well, Th- and Théoden isn't willing to, like, go and help Gondor until after Rohan yeah, is secure. Yeah, where was Gondor when the Westfold fell? Right, exactly. It's it's all of these rulers <laughs> learning <laughs> to help their neighbors. And Denethor is not even the one that calls for help. Denethor doesn't want help. Denethor doesn't care. Denethor is just ready to watch Gondor fall. Well, yeah. Some men just want to watch the world and themselves burn. But Denethor is not, like, the rightful king or whatever. No, but he is the ruler. He's like uh, Prince John. (laughs) Just this this campy lion. (laughs) He's got a snake best friend. He turns into a balloon. (laughs) I love that movie. Uh, Underrated Disney movie. (laughs) <laughs> oh man now I'm thinking about Fox Robin Hood anyway yeah no that's really funny that like Thaden is a, is a mother hen they're all mother hens they're just looking out for their babies but they don't realize that like the the fox trying to get in the hen house is threatening all of them yeah like Thaden knows but Thaden also doesn't know what to do without like two thirds of his army right he also just lost his only son yeah I think, like... Thaden's response makes the most sense to me out of coming from, like, a personal place of grief. Like, I couldn't protect my son. I will be dead before I let my people suffer the same fate as my son did. Yeah. Before I let my people get killed by orcs, I will I will at least die trying to protect them. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I like Eowyn's crown, too. 
you look at it near in the near the end of this minute. Mm. Like uh and you get a you get kind of a better look at the Adam's crown too in some natural light. Yeah. Wouldn't it be a circlet instead of a crown? It's not oh, yeah, really... a circlet. Or a, what a coronet. It's on her forehead, not her head mm. head. Is that called a coronet? The little, the little... A coronet is like an instrument. Oh no, no. that's a coronet. <laughs> that's a coronet. And then a cornetto is an ice cream. Right, exactly. <laughs> but a, a coronet is a is like a circlet or a crown, I, I think so. Yes. You know you know what I learned that word from actually? What, the Decemberist? The, yeah, the December song. <laughs> I learned that word from Magic the Gathering, it's fine. Oh, okay. It's a card called Daybreak Coronet. Different strokes. Good talk though. Rulers need to get their heads out of their butts. Yeah, rulers need to, you know, figure out a plan that helps, you know, themselves and their neighbors. It's uh, called socialism. <laughs> it's called the globalized world. Called no borders. <laughs> Casually whispering. Where was Gondor when the Westfold fell? <laughs> Busy? <laughs> Busy. New phone, who dis? <laughs> Sorry, there were orcs on our doorstep. Sorry, there are Nazgul next door. Right. And maybe a giant spider? I don't know. We have, we need we call pest control. Denethor sent Boromir, dude. He could have yeah. sent somebody. Yeah, he could have sent a troop of men. He and... sent his favorite son, his only son. Aww. <laughs> dude, Famer's coming. Yep. Um, yeah, dude, he sent his, his only favorite son instead of his not favorite son. You know, and I've never understood that. It's just like, if you don't necessarily think that this is, that this is going to work out, why did you send Boromir away from the front? Send Faramir, dude. Mm. You don't want to see his ugly face? Send send (laughs) Send him away. Then Boromir would still be alive. However... I don't really... What would have happened? Oh, my God. Boromir would have taken the ring. Well, no. Boromir wouldn't have been patrolling. Boromir would have been on the front lines with his men. Mm. Faramir is like a ranger type. Right. I don't know. Denethor would have been like, Boromir, you take care of your brother's duties while he's away. I trust you. I think he would have delegated. Mm. Boromir strikes me as like a delegate type. Mm. Yeah, probably. He gets that after his dad. No, his no, dad sent I don't Boromir think, was a delegate. I don't think Boromir's a delegate type. His men love him too much for him to be a delegate type. Yeah, but I think he, he would He gets rather, there in, in the trenches with his would, dudes. He would rather be on the front lines instead of doing some um, stuff. He would, like, send other groups of soldiers to patrol. Mm. Like, because he... He's... He's like a general. He needs... Like, his men love him because he is willing to fight alongside them, but, like, there's no fighting in... There's no glory fighting in the woods, you know? Mm. That's for scouts and stuff. You know where there is glory? Uh... Dying behind a wall trying to protect your people. That's how Theoden sees it. Nobody died. (laughs) Thankfully. No, I mean, like, in the stories, like, the wall held. Right. The reason it sucks is because they break through. Right. How could fire defeat stone? (laughs) I I love that line so much. (laughs) That moment just makes me smile. Stick your nose in there further and you'll find out. Right. It's such a a funny joke. Oh, man. Yeah, but we're uh, we're good here. I hope everyone's having a great week. Good talk. Yeah. Uh, You can find us on the website, duelinggenre.com. And if more Movies by Minutes podcasts are, are really your speed... You can go to moviesbyminutes.com to find a list of all of the ones currently airing and completed. There's very, very many of them. I'm sure there's something else out there You're for you. Right, I think. Yeah, pretty close. We're getting there. We're getting closer all the time. I think it's around 90 right now. I don't know. It's crazy sauce. And as always, a special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, 
Ed Foster, and we'll be back next week to talk about Eowyn's sad, Infinity sad song. War. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>